Jesus. Man, these goddamn technical difficulties be killing us. All things black presents fan boys. I'm Calvin. That guy right there is Garland. And we are back for another week to discuss some sports with you. What's going on, Garland? Feeling good, man. Y'all need to, we need to sell the pre-show. The pre-show is very funny. And we really can't talk about what we talked about in the pre-show. We really cannot. not necessarily appropriate. But it was funny, though. Hey, look at one of the Dave Chappelle outtakes, Friday Night Sissy Fights, and you'll probably see what we was <laughs> Not Friday Night Sissy Fights. You remember fights. he did that skit? Yeah, like Don King I, was promoting gay remember. boxing. <laughs> Friday Night Sissy well, we, Fights. We can't be talking about that. <laughs> All right. You're straight. We do not agree with the views of Dave Chappelle, and yeah, don't don't come for us, y'all. We just laughing at somebody else. <laughs> do not want to be canceled. What other other than getting us canceled? What else you got going on this week, sir? Bro, just feeling great. Heading to vacation, counting down, baby. And I, I know this is not my coin, yo. But can y'all can y'all not give me the nasty look? When I tell y'all, y'all ask me where I'm going, and I say, oh, I'm going to Florida, and people look at me like I just killed their mama. What? I'm sorry, y'all. Yeah, people be like, you going to Florida. I'm I'm with them. You hanging with DeSantis? What? There you go. Oh, gosh. Trust me, as a black person in America, there's nowhere we can go. We're we're welcome where our history is respected, where our dollar is respected. Trust me, I've... I've changed vacation before because of Florida. You know, when Trayvon Martin was murdered, we switched our vacation and we went to South Carolina where they had the Confederate flag. So, you know, that, bro, they ain't nowhere on earth to go. Yeah, so, we can't we can't hide out anywhere. We can't. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm giving I'm giving DeSantis a couple of my dollars. I am going to uh, Florida, but, you know, I, I still support our stance and so um you know black lives matter black lives what about absolutely yourself, matter yeah what about yourself bro uh, you know i just uh kicked the landlord out you know what i mean just had to landlord kick him out running his house landlord is a terror Oof, landlord. landlord killing me picked him up from daycare yesterday and Oh my gosh, since that time he was on what they say he's on 10 he was just going 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 do you even landlord. get to watch the game when the landlord's there? Can you watch what you want to watch on TV? Absolutely not. I, actually, actually, most of the time, yes, because he don't pay attention to the TV. So, okay. you know, he's only okay. one and a half right now. So he's not really paying attention to the TV. Right. It might right. it might catch his attention for a couple, for a couple minutes, minutes and then he's doing something else, mm-hmm. you know. Now, if I put the tablet or the phone in his hand and he watching that, I'll never get that back because if oh. there's something on there that he watching, you ain't never getting that back. Something about the handheld that he get into, but when it's on the TV, he'll stop for a minute, look mm-hmm. at it and smile and then keep it moving. He got other, he got more important things to tend to than to sit in front of the boob tube. Do they still call right. it the boob tube? We called it Somebody the boob does. tube back in the day. It's a boob phone now. Um, <laughs> hey, does he have his own IG page? That's what he need, y'all. He a he model. Does. If you ain't, he, he does. does. I yeah, uh, Ace underscore Maddox. He does. <laughs> I, and actually, when I um 
when I do the uh, posting, I always tag him on his on okay. uh, the pictures. So if you look I at you his were IG, your daughter. Okay. Yeah, I talk. I tag her on Facebook, but I tag him on. Um, I tag her on both Facebook and Instagram, but I tag him on Instagram also. So if yeah. you go to the uh, my IG page and you see his pictures, he's tagged on there. So yeah, go follow. Mm-hmm. Go follow the landlord, follow. y'all. Ace Maddox. Yeah. That's my. That's my little Man, grandson. Nice go job. go follow. Him. He coming in, just run cow. Calvin be like, yo, I can't record until tomorrow. I be like, dang, go ahead. The landlord don't play. Yeah, he want take, everybody attention. He take all the attention. All the thank, attention. Thank you, landlord, for allowing us to record today. I appreciate you. He had another engagement uh, that okay. he had to attend, so. <laughs> hey, man, what we got going on today? Yo, we're going to talk some Orioles. We're going to talk some college football, man. Um, the Pac-10 is dead. I mean, excuse me, Pac-12 is dead. Uh, street clothes, he got a bag. Alvin Kamara, he got suspended. Hey, y'all, guess what? Calvin finally watched the first episode of Goliath, and uh, we're going to talk about that for a little bit. And then we're going to introduce a new segment to y'all known as Dummy Geekin'. If you're from Baltimore, you understand what that means. But we're going to explain when we get to it. We're going to have a new uh, segment of our show called Dummy Geeking. And so we're going to get to that in the course. Come on, yo. And so let's go ahead back up with the first place Orioles. Now, uh, they make a small splash uh, at the trade deadline. And with the trade deadline that was approaching on August the 1st, it was thought that the Orioles would have been a big player in the trade market with an overstocked farm system and the need for starting pitching. But despite that, or according to GM Mike Elias, taking some big swings, the team only acquired pitcher Jack Flaherty from the uh, St. Louis Cardinals for several minor league uh, prospects who were not in the top 10 of the Oriole prospects that are on the farm. And so that looked good. And uh, Flaherty, he showed his worth by pitching a six-inning gym uh, on Thursday and a win over the Blue Jays up in Toronto. And so for a team on pace for nearly 100 wins with a pitching staff that is running out of gas and the best farm system in the majors, the Orioles really just didn't make any major moves. And so, Calvin, was that acceptable or unacceptable? So, you know, we we're all torn because we know what our farm system looks like and Mm -hmm. we know the type of players that other teams would be asking for if we tried to get a top notch pitcher. And none of us are willing to and I'm saying it like we actually make the decision, but none of us fans are willing to give up uh, players like Jackson Holiday. um, Definitely not going to Henderson, West. Uh, Westboro, uh, Westboro, Westboro, whatever mm-hmm. you can't, mm-hmm. none of us are willing to give up any of right. them. So I think it was acceptable. Plus you also got to remember um, they did address the middle relief by getting the dude from Oakland, the uh, Japanese player. Mm-hmm. I think he's Japanese. Mm-hmm. Um, he didn't do too well the other night, but you know, hopefully he'll come around and you and I've talked about this it, a lot that it's middle relieving and starting pitching that we needed. Um, and they don't necessarily have to be top notch guys. They have to be good. And what Flaherty showed us is that he was good. And really that's all we need because what he did and then take it to the middle relief, he pitched six innings, they went middle relief and it worked out for him. You know, they, they, they did kind of squeak by because they didn't score that many runs, but mm-hmm. the Orioles produced runs, man. And just like last night, they, they won 10 to three. So they've been hitting the ball good lately. Yeah. So um, I, I think it's acceptable for where we are. Um, according to all of the analysts, the Orioles are ahead of schedule. 
Um, and another thing, the Orioles are going to be players in free agency this year. You know, their payroll is going to be $25 million going into next wow. year. No need to get a guy that's going to make $25 million in, in a trade, you know, to try to resign him. Just go after some free agent pitching uh, next year. So we'll see. But I, I think it was acceptable. I'm, I'm not mad. At least they got someone and someone that did produce. Mm-hmm. I was kind of stuck in the gray area of acceptable and unacceptable. Acceptable that, one, they didn't have to give up any top players. The players that they gave up was like exactly. in the bottom, not bottom of the organization, but, you know, in the lower half of your top 20, which is fine. You can give those up. Um, and they basically got a good picture, a guy who was heading to what many scouts and pundits saying was he was kind of like the ace of the Cardinals staff, uh, but he dealt with some injuries. I think it's unacceptable in some sense. It's unfortunate they don't control him after this year. And so this is just a half a, you know, this is just a several month rental. You know, you don't know if you'll get a chance to bring him back. Maybe it might work out. Maybe it, it will. Uh, we'll see. And uh, and so I look at it that way because, Calvin, I don't think a lot of times we think these windows stay open forever. You know, because that's all you've been hearing is, oh, you know, the orders are going to be straight for the next 10 years or the next five years. They've been saying that about the Blue Jays for at least the last five. And the Blue Jays have not lived up to that. I mean, they, they build up the farm system. They're doing the same thing that the Orioles are doing right now. They have the players, and they start adding the pieces through free agency, and it has not gotten them over the top. Um, they've made the playoffs a couple times, but they have not gone far. I mean, even sniffed the World Series. And so, you know, sometimes those windows close quickly. Um, I would have loved to see them to get Verlander, but I'm sure that price was probably too high. No, you don't want to give up your best prospects. The Orioles have a good problem because they're going to have to figure out where to put people, and that's great. That's a good problem. Uh, if it was a thing of you trying to you know, put a, uh, a, a square peg in a round circle, then that's different. But, you know, um, I kind of felt, you know, in the middle of it. I understand um, – They did the best that they could. I think they picked up a a guy who uh, has been pitching well the last several weeks, and he showed it uh, earlier this week in that win. And so I think they're on their way. And do you think because, you know, they're ahead of schedule, this makes this more digestible for the fan base? Yeah, absolutely. And um, and and just going back to the window you're talking about, you know, in a lot of sports, especially like football and the basketball, those windows close quickly. Baseball's a little different, um, you know, because they're in control of these rookies for, what, seven years before yeah. they have to do something sure. with them. Yeah. Um, and even though it didn't work out for Toronto, it did work out for Tampa Bay when they did it. It definitely worked out for Houston when they did it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think one of the things that we are – liking here in Baltimore is that Orioles are playing relevant baseball. Um, If you remember last year, we were just talking about not World Series, possibly wild card, but we were talking about they're playing relevant baseball in the second half of the season. They were games that mattered going into September. We haven't had that in some years. So, you know, um, I, I think, I think right now it's definitely digestible. They're doing well. You know, yeah, just let's keep these young boys, what they dress like, uh, what they call themselves, Space Age Teletubbies yeah, yesterday. I they, that. Yeah, they wore yeah. the little sweatsuits. Man, these guys are having fun, man. Yeah, and yeah. I, I'm I'm enjoying it. We're having fun just watching it. 
Yeah, you've seen the uptick of paraphernalia, uh, Orioles paraphernalia throughout the city. I mean, it's on fire. Everybody's got the, you know, uh, at least a new Oriole hat um, with the go with the um, the City Connect uniforms. Uh, you see a lot of people. Which they won again in the City Connect yeah, uniform. Yeah, yeah. They, see, you wanted to throw them away. I did it's not. A, I didn't want them to wear it on the field. <laughs> I like the City Connect. I was just like, stop wearing it on the field. Where, where is they supposed to wear them? The regular shit. The regular <laughs> shit that they've been winning in. <laughs> Glad that they're winning in these City Connect so people stop losing their mind over this. My co-host. And, um, <laughs> you know, and so, yeah, let's just keep on grinding. Now, the O's went 17 and 9 during the month of July and they started the uh, month of August winning 4 out of 5 and uh, that's rather without one of their best outfielders in that Cedric the Entertainer Mullins. He's in a rehab start down in Bowie for the next couple of days, and then he'll probably be back. And then they need to figure out how to work him into the lineup as well. And so <clears throat> the Orioles got good problems, and it's looking good for them as they head towards the playoffs. And, uh, barring a major collapse, you know, this is a playoff team. They're going to win the AL East, I believe, and, you know, hopefully – uh, they have the best record in the American League. Hopefully, that you know that's going to lead to a hosting a home playoff series, at least you know being the um, home team. So that's good. Let's yeah, go. Go let's ahead. go O's. Let's go O's. And so, um, Calvin, you want to see a dead body? <laughs> Where's the dead body? <laughs> you want to see a dead body? It's, what is? It's, it's out in California. It's on the West Coast. It's, it's the Pac-12 conference. <laughs> the Big Ten is rapidly uh, getting bigger as the school's presidents and chancellors voted to formally add Utah, Arizona State, and Arizona, as well as Colorado, who was added last week, to the Big 12. And so the additions bumped the league's membership to 16 teams beginning in the 24-25 academic year. And the move signifies what will be remembered as the demise or the death of the Pac-12. Uh, at the end of uh, yesterday, on Friday, when I got home, it was uh, major news. It was announced that Oregon and Washington are officially with the Big Ten. And so with USC and UCLA announcing their exit last year, uh, eight total schools have left the Pac-12 in the span of nearly 18 months. And so, uh, Calvin... Is college football over as we know it? Well, when I say over, not that it's the end of the sport, but college football is built off of traditions, regional rivalries, all of these things, conferences. You know, uh, the New Year's conference, I mean, the New Year's bowls, they were based off of conferences. The winner of the Big Ten versus the yeah. winner of the Pac 12 played in the Rose Bowl. Uh, the winner of this conference versus the winner of another conference played in the Sugar Bowl. And so, although you don't have that anymore because you have the playoff, you have the college football playoff system, but is this pretty much signaling the end of what we knew college football as a, a regional sport? Yeah, absolutely. So if, if you notice, um, just with most sports, but especially with college sports, there's always a shift in, in their atmosphere. Mm -hmm. um, you know, we, you take it back to when the first black players started playing. Um, then we can move in. I mean, we got some time in between, but let's look at the Miami Hurricanes, how they change uh, mm -hmm. the look of college football. You know, mm -hmm. um, so now you're, 
NIL is starting to get in, which is starting to, uh, it's more money. And now they're starting to make these super conferences. So the Pac-12, I, I guess they're going to be called the Pack It In now because that thing is dead. It's they over. Um, and the Big Ten needs to, we talked about this before when um, we found out UCLA and USC was going, going over. We They should have yes. been big, they should have been the Big 14 at that point. Um, right. Like, you know, but right. yeah, they, it, it's it's definitely changed the atmosphere of college football. Now, does it change it for the better is the real question. Like, um, it's definitely going to change it for the better for the schools because of the money. But for the fans, does it change it for the better? I guess, it's wait, you know, we got to wait to see. Um, and then how does it affect all the other sports? You know, how does it affect basketball? Um, if you remember, basketball used to be, I used to watch Big Mondays all the time on ESPN. Right. And was, remember they had these. The ACC Big Ten Challenge, which they're still mm-hmm. doing, but the ACC looks like it's about to be on its last legs now. Right. So FSU is talking about that. yeah. So we 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 got to see how all these college sports are being affected. Now football is definitely the breadwinner there, but basketball is coming in there. We got to see how that's mm-hmm. going to be affected. Um, even even sports like track and field might be um affected, but track and field I guess is a little different. It's more individual, even though it's teams. It's more individual, sure. and they they are. Used to traveling all over the country to uh, mm-hmm. get there, go to their meets and all. But yeah, football and you know. Now I will mm-hmm. say for the Big Ten, getting those two schools is definitely a plus because if you USC, you're just like, what the hell? So now we got to travel all the way to the Midwest and the East Coast just to play games. Well, now you don't have to do that. Now you got people coming on your side of the world too. So. Yeah, it's definitely yeah, changing. I'm just trying to figure out how how these schools are going to try to sell that these are uh, student athletes when uh, Maryland has to go all the way over to Oregon to play a Tuesday night basketball game <laughs> in the middle of the semester. You know, to, more tournaments, more tournaments. Well, I guess what I'm saying is this: is that you know, yes, it's all about getting a bag, and Dion said that, and it's funny that. Uh, last year when we were talking about Dion going to Colorado, uh, we were saying, hey, we didn't know if the Pac-12 was going to be around after a while because you had USC and UCLA leave, just like you said. And so, sure enough, you know, that was kind of like, I guess, the fall of the dominoes. But, you know, this whole thing of, okay, these are student athletes, this is all gone to mess on this, Calvin, because you can't justify this is about student athletes when you got a conference that's made up of teams across the country, you know, it used to be like, okay, all right, it's student athletes. Y'all playing in the ACC. All of these teams are on the East Coast within a certain area in the South. Okay, yeah, they could go down and play on a Tuesday night and come right back and go to class the next day. You're not going all the way to California to play USC on a Tuesday night. And turn, no, you're going to be, you're going to play USC one day, and then two, three days later, you're going to stay out there and play UCLA. You're going to do a wet, just like the, um, you know, the NBA teams do when they go to the West Coast, they play all the West Coast teams, you know, it's because of cost. And so is it time for college sports just to go professional? Let's just stop playing this game. Let's stop playing this game of it's about student athletes and getting education. Clearly it's not. It's about these universities making money. Well, it is, but... Oh, my friend, my friend, you you and I are still living in the past. (laughs) 
there are virtual classes that they're going to give these kids. Uh, They're going to give it to them. I I mean, (laughs) what happened throughout the pandemic? We work virtually. Why can't they get uh, classes virtually? They're going to do whatever they have to do to make sure these students meet the requirements. Now, we already know that they get special treatment anyway, no matter where they're playing. They're going to get special treatment anyway. But yeah, you, you, they, laptops, virtual classes. Calvin, they're um, going to be playing a professional team. All right, think about this uh, it, it, this college football <laughs> schedule in 24-24. If, if the Big Ten is going to have 16, 18 teams, what's that? That's going to be at least a 13, 14, 15, 16 game season? Listen, That's an NFL season. The University of Phoenix <laughs> has... going to go to college? The University of Phoenix has been given <laughs> online master's degrees for the last 20 years. So you trying to tell me Bro. that UCLA and the Maryland Terrapins cannot figure out how to get their students these classes and I keep guess... they and keep uh get well their grade point average is probably a 2.5 but make sure that it looks like a 3.7. Come on. I guess what I'm saying is it's a charade though, yo. It's a yeah, charade. But it's but always it's, been. It's a charade. And when, they're not, when they're has not, it not graduating been? these kids. They're just doing enough to keep them eligible during the season uh, with these stupid rules. I'm saying. But, but when has it not been? When okay, has it so not been? It's always guess, been like that. The only difference true. is is that we think about it more because now it's kind of blatantly obvious. Like, how well, you going to do that? What I'm saying is, let's all right, let's stop these stupid rules. Let's stop playing games. Stop playing in my face, as we say in Baltimore. Stop playing in my face, yo. Let's stop playing these games and just say, okay, y'all, we're going to go ahead and pay y'all. This is the minor leagues for the pros, and we're just going to go ahead and do what we need to do. Let's stop playing these games about student athletes because this it doesn't exist anymore. There's not an invest. This is not real. So let's stop playing the games. These te- these well, colleges are making billions of dollars off of free labor. I don't care about no NIL. Everybody ain't getting rich off of NIL. And um, let's just go ahead and stop playing these games. Let's just revise the system and call it what it is. We are the minor leagues, the training grounds for the pros. Yeah, but and it's but it's always been like that, and we've always been saying that. But it's been like but, that, but the colleges haven't acknowledged it because they won't pay the players. But they still and, won't, and, and they still it. and, and doing then doing the tournament. They they be playing these crazy commercials talking about uh, a student athlete is in the tournament. That damn student athlete if, in no tournament. If they if they started if they opened that can of worms, which I think they should, you know, we all are on the side of the students for this. The worms are already out. They're just ignoring the worms. Exactly. (laughs) And we're all on the side of the students for this. But you know what's going to happen. Number one, how dare you try to dip into the college's money? Because now they got to pay health insurance. They got to give all these insurances up. And you can't just do it for football. It's got to be for football down to the chess club. They all got to get it. They I don't all mind playing for it. the women's gymnastics. It ain't going to cost that much. <laughs> I don't know, man. Women's gymnastics, that's big. Di- sir. Cost- hey, bro, you barely know it's on TV unless you just flip the channel one day. You come across but, that. Whoa, hey, but I it, didn't know gymnastics but it, was it don't, it don't mean that they don't get paid. You you barely know that uh, X Games are on, and you barely know that video games are on, but them kids is getting paid <laughs> millions. They're getting bro. big bucks. 
They ain't making no money in no gymnastics. Gotcha. Only ones, only ones making money in gymnastics are the ones that's winning Olympic golds. And I well, mean, that, that, so, Simone the, Biles, you know, that's the same thing. But that's the same. You can say the same thing about that with the basketball and football. I'm a, the only I'm ones that this. are making money are the ones that are actually good. The ones a, that are actually going this. to the league. For for the women who are doing gymnastics in college, if you're a gymnast in college, that means you're not one of the top gymnasts in the world. Because <laughs> the top gymnasts. They're doing it at 13 to 14 with a private coach and they're going to the Olympics. If you're in college and you're doing it, that's, you're not you're not really the top. That's you're not, not necessarily true. It's the truth. It's the truth. Calvin, it's the truth. What college did Simone true. Biles go to? Uh, Simone Biles was at USC, wasn't she? USC, no, UCLA? No, college at all. No, Simone Biles did go to college. Now you got me looking it up. Go ahead, now you look, got me looking look it, it up. up. Look it up. Because yeah, I think yeah. that's where she met a little boyfriend. Simone Biles wasn't always just a um, we, we, just a we, professional. We it, y'all, Simone Biles College is UCLA. Yeah, I thought so. Yeah, you, UCLA. Okay. Right. Yeah, UCLA. I take it back. Yeah, I'm sorry. The best ones ain't in college. Maybe that's the European ones. No, but the Americans too. Because, you know, I don't know if Mary Lou Retton went to college. They all went to college. Man. Nadia Comaneci didn't go to college. Well, Nadia, she's Russian. <laughs> Olga Corbett ain't go to college. <laughs> Deborah Thomas, I didn't know. That was the skater. I'm trying to Deborah think. Thomas was the first, is, uh, yeah, Deborah skater. Thomas was the skater. She, she was did, the first she black getting crazy right now. Yeah, Thomas yeah. getting crazy. Anyway, let's keep on going. So, yeah, man, I think. You know, let's take off this facade for college sports. And particularly, I'm talking about the men's sports. I'm talking about football. I'm talking about basketball. The, the revenue-generating ones. Let's go ahead and just call it what it is. It's pro sports. Uh, just at uh, on the college level. Let's talk some NBA. Your boy Street, uh, street Clothes, he got a bag. And so uh, Los Angeles Lakers forward Anthony Davis has agreed to a three-year, $186 million maximum contract extension, tying him to the franchise through the 2028 season for a total of $270 million. Davis's deal is the richest annual contract extension in NBA history, averaging $62 million a season. And so is this money well spent by the Lakers, and did the GM LeBron James make a right decision? I'm shocked that he signed it. I, I, I'm, I'm literally thought that um, once LeBron left, which you know maybe in a year or two, that mm-hmm. AD was going to sell his services to another team to uh, win a championship. Maybe he sees something that we don't, or maybe he really likes the Lakers and wants to be the face of the franchise. He wants to be in a long line of Laker greats that include Kobe Bryant. He wants to be in a long line of Laker greats. Um, and he wants his name mentioned up mm. there with the Magic Johnsons and the Kareem Abdul Jabbar's. I, I I'm shocked that he signed it. And, and for a Lakers fan, we're happy mm-hmm. that he signed it, but I I didn't think he would. I didn't think he was gonna extend. I thought as soon as LeBron left, he was gonna be, you know, on his way out the door. Um so yeah, this is a good deal for LA. You locking him in, and then he's that's the richest contract now. But by the time it's over, it won't be. Um, sure. You know, sure. maybe by the time the season starts, it won't be. But yeah, I think it's a great deal. You lock him in. You got that guy in there now. Now you just start building around him. That's who you start building around. So yeah, good deal for the Lakers. 
figure you would say that. Um, <laughs> figure you would say that. I'm just but, saying, uh, man. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> for a guy that uh, really only played 60% of his Lakers games since he's been on the Lakers, um, I don't know. Uh, to me, the jury's yeah, out but on see, this. Last year, he actually showed up when it was time to show up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, before last, I'll give you that. Until he, until he got the Jokic. <laughs> well, it's not that he didn't show up. It's just that Jokic is a bad boy. <laughs> like That boy can just play. You, you saw it in person. You was there <laughs> yeah, when, he, was when Jokic was putting the, the Europe on him. <laughs> Jokic is a bad boy. <laughs> but no, nah, AD showed up. You know what I mean? And and if he keeps that type of performance up, um, throughout the prime years of this career or whatever he has left in his prime years. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, the Lakers still have a, a good sailing, you know, they have a, I, so yeah, they do. I'm not surprised he signed. I mean, LA is I'm a major I'm media definitely market. Su- and I'm I mean, surprised. For, I mean, the opportunities that he could have there off of the court in terms of endorsements, you know, the access to uh, Hollywood and all of those things is it's, you know, if not the media capital world, it's 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 one A or one B, and so um, yeah, I think those opportunities there are greater than signing a max deal in Minnesota, <laughs> or, or you know, outside of going to Miami or going to New York, you know, Miami because there's no taxes, and New York because it's New York. Um, yeah, that's probably the best place where you want to be, and you, you can maximize your earning potential. And so. Uh, I, I wish him the best there. I, I, you know, the Lakers, it's all about how they build because really I think we're only going to see maybe another season or two of LeBron, if that much. And then, you know, it's going to be AD's team. And, you know, um, he had a decent team when he was in New Orleans and he did get that team into the playoffs and stuff. Um, but we have to see how his health holds up and, you know, what type of pieces that they are able to put around him keep that but the Lakers they always figure it out and so we'll see what happens with him. I'm glad uh, you admitted that. Admitted what? The Lakers always figure it out. They do because it's the Lakers. It's it's, it's keep, Los Angeles. I'm a I'm gonna keep this and snippet. Keep it so <laughs> when next year always... <laughs> when next year comes around you'd be like man the Lakers hey what you say Lakers the Lakers ain't even gonna make the play in game. And they almost, they were on their way. Uh, that almost, <laughs> uh, what Brandy say, almost doesn't count. <laughs> almost never counts. <laughs> yes, Brandy did say that, uh, Ray J's sister. And so, um, yeah, we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. I mean, they're, they're going to be in the play. They got And they finally, um, maybe they, I, I'm being too hard on LeBron. Maybe he, he, had, he didn't GM this because... He GM'd the other seasons, and that's why they, you know, they had to trade away half the team to get it right. And so, yeah, we'll see what happens. Uh, let's go ahead and transition to the NFL. Uh, Alvin uh, Kamara was, um, oh, Kamara, excuse me. He suspended three games. Uh, Kamara and Indianapolis Colts cornerback uh, Chris Lamons have been suspended the first three games of this season for their role in a fight last year that took place in Vegas. The league announced yesterday, and both players can participate in the preseason and they're eligible to return to their team's active rosters on uh, September the 25th. And so uh, Calvin is our resident uh, fantasy football expert. And so what do you think this impact 
uh, of Kamara's expansion is going to have, excuse me, suspension is going to have on fantasy football drafts because he's one of your popular running back players because he does so much in terms of receiving out of the backfield, running. He does get you a good amount of points. And so what's your thoughts about that? Um, Wasn't he suspended or hurt last year most of the season? Because I had him on my team and he didn't do anything. He didn't do nothing last year. He didn't do nothing until the end of the season. He was injured a lot. He was injured a lot. Yeah, I mean, he he gonna have the same impact that he had last year. Basically none. Um, but the the thing is, with uh, if you remember, and I think we talked about him last year when they had Drew Brees, he was flourishing. Um, yeah. As soon as the Drew Brees left that first year, he just he he came on towards the end of the season, but he just wasn't the Kamara that we're used to. Um, so we'll see. Hopefully, you know, I, and I suspensions are suspensions. You know, you you would have to be more of a New Orleans fan to really have a a, a vested opinion in it, you know, because we look at it as fans. We look at other teams like that's it. you play. You play what? You play seventeen games now. You you're losing a player. You're losing out on these three games, and you're just hurting your team. Um, I think he actually came out and said it was a poor decision on his behalf and all this and that. Yeah, but you, you're a veteran, sir. You're not a rookie. Himself. You're a veteran. Um, <clears throat> right. And you know you're hurting the team. You know you are the focal point of that team. And you know you're hurting the team. So it's just it's just, it's just, just so dumb what some of these guys do um, to get themselves off the team. It's just so ridiculous. So. Yeah, you've been in the league for several years. Why are you fighting? Exactly. Why are you fighting? Exactly. He's not a rook. I mean, he's been around, and why are you going out anyway? I, I don't. You know, people. But, Cam Newton yeah. did this a couple weeks ago, and people were getting on Cam Newton when he said they you don't got no titles, and but and Cam said, but our bank account ain't the same, and that's the truth. Like as much as people want to say, oh, why are you saying that to people? Is that all that matters? Yes. At a certain point, that is all that matters. Like, right. you, now you're out here fighting. You're risking losing game checks, which you did. If you got mm-hmm. hurt, you could be losing your career. What mm-hmm. matters is, at the end of the day, can you take care of your family? Can you take care of yourself? Can you build a legacy? And, sir, it's mm-hmm. just stupid. Like, I mean, as Ray Lewis, he was also almost facing serious jail time for a fight that he didn't allegedly throw any punches in, but he was there. And, you know, just because even just being there, he was implicated. And exactly. was looking at, yeah, the, the end of his career. And, and you seen yeah. Kamal's girlfriend? Um, she used to play no. in the WNBA. Uh, no. What's her name? T, is it Cooper? T Cooper, I think her name is. Is this she the used one to that's play fighting the... all the time? No, 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 no. no. Oh. She used to play in the WNBA. She, Sir. He ain't got no reason to fight. <laughs> he ain't got, he got, spend that time with her, bro. <laughs> he ain't got no reason to fight. She bad. She bad. Mm-hmm. Little brown skin. Those are the ones, those little the ones you got to be bad. fighting. You out there defending her honor. Nah, not she. If you ever see her social media presence, she's all about positivity. She don't ain't not. She don't oh, be. Oh yeah, I just. I you see it? You see it? You pull up. Yeah, she bad. Son. She bad. Yeah, Alvin, go home, yo. <laughs> <laughs> Why you out in Vegas fighting, yo? Like, yeah, she bad. Go home she and bad. play some some basketball. And and she ain't even playing right now. She's not even in the league. The team cut her last season, and so she ain't played. So she she just home. 
She just oh, home, yes. modeling, looking good. Right. That's it. With that one, with the one leg. What's that? What is that? W. I don't want to see that in the NBA. One leg with the, the with the long uh, compression. Uh, she did on. the one leg, yeah. What does Angel do? Does Angel do the one leg? Angel, Angel do does the one, the one leg, leg too. She does and the Angel one leg. Wilson. I don't want to see LeBron in the one leg. I don't want to see Steph. Steph had the one sleeve. I don't want to see Steph with the one leg. I don't want to see Bruh. Giannis with the one leg. Y'all wear two legs. <laughs> I'm not doing this with you. We talking about I, this all day. We already talking about we? this. <laughs> yeah. I don't want to see y'all with the one leg. Talk about you from the corner three. <laughs> Swish. Swish. <laughs> and you ever see good. the video where the gay guys are playing basketball and the guy hits the jumper, then he flips into a split, he runs back I down the corner. I gotta send you that. Oh, it's All right, so y'all. This is a perfect segue to go into something different. Guess what, y'all? Uh, we've been trying to talk about Goliath for the last month. And wasn't able to talk about Goliath because uh, one of, I don't even know where I'm going to end up in the square, but I'll put both things up. One of the people did not watch the episode. And so he texted me the other day and said, hey, I watched episode one. I was like, wow. So, yes, Showtime has produced a three-part documentary series of one of the greatest big men to ever play the game. Will Chamberlain, and uh, part one of the documentary starts off in a very curious place. It starts off at the 1957 NCAA Men's Basketball Championship game between Wilt's college team, the Kansas Jayhawks, and uh, University of North Carolina Tar Heels. And so uh, if you don't know much about Chamberlain, he's a phenom out of the city of Philadelphia, and he left the East Coast to play college basketball in the Midwest for the Jayhawks, and the Jayhawks lost that game in triple overtime to a better coach. Uh, North Carolina team. And so uh, it was this game that gave Wilt that label that he was never able to shake. And you'll see this over the other episodes as well, that he was a loser. And so, you know, I thought it was a curious place to start off a documentary of arguably, if you ask probably people of our parents' generation and before to name them, we're going to kind of talk about that in the next segment name great basketball players, they're top 10. Usually Will Chamberlain is somewhere in there in that top 10. And so um, I thought it was a curious place for the documentary to start off something, a tag that wasn't necessarily, I think, well-deserved, Calvin, because, I mean, he eventually won a championship as an NBA player, um, and he got kind of close a lot of times. But, you know, it's just a different time. But what are some nuggets that you got that you saw in the first episode in terms of Wilt as a person and as a player? So I'm I'm big on um, backstories, like how you got there, how you grew up and, you know, them going back to his childhood years and talking about how he was, what, six foot in middle school, um, yeah. you know, and. And how he his just mother was tall and I yeah, mom was tall and he had a family like I mean a huge family. So you know I'm big into those kinds of things. But the one thing that I guess you could kind of figure about Will if you if you ever really watched any old clips. But 
the one thing they were like, you know, what was the man? What was the one dressing so these right. other ball players and athletes could walk? Wilt was the one that started all that. And they said, Wilt, you know, he, he might have played other places, but he lived in New York because he liked the hustle and the bustle of New York. And you could just see by his dress. And when you're that tall, you just stand out. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? You can't. And they talked about that also. You can't hide anywhere. Um Will having the speech impediment, the uh, right. the stuttering issues, and if you mm-hmm. listen to any interviews now, that is way gone. It, right. You know, right. Right. and it's just, it was just very interesting. I, I like the I, I like the backstories. You know, you you know about his playing days. Um, you know, one of the reasons he got the Monica loses because uh, he could couldn't get past Bill Russell, but so many times, you know what I mean. Right. So, um, you know Definitely about all that. His nemesis. Right. But I like those yeah. backstories and being his nemesis, but then they're the best of friends. You know, it's it's crazy. so it's so crazy. It's, and we it's talk crazy. about, you know, uh, players being friends today. And yeah, you know, that's why I was crying. He got the, the killer instinct because he boys with this person. He boy, they was boys back in the day. And so it always was like that. And um, so nothing's really changed. You know, he was in many aspects the, the first NBA black superstar. Yes. You know, um, like you said, you know, Imagine you playing in Philadelphia, but you live in New York and you driving to uh, New York, you driving to Philly every day just to play a game, and going back. You didn't live in Philly or outside of Philly with the team. Uh, the owner just gave you all of this freedom to do whatever you wanted to do. You own a club, one of the most popular clubs in New York. Uh, I wrote it down: uh, Big Wilt Small Paradise. I mean. Dude was basically a combination of Shaq and Puff. <laughs> Puff Absolutely. In, in the aspects of, you know, here's this very cosmopolitan dude who's also, you know, the first big black star in the NBA. You know, he really pretty much laid the foundation in terms of player empowerment in many aspects before uh, any of these players ever got that. Um, a guy who was a two-sports star at Kansas, you know, um, there was some saying that, you know, um, track was his best sport as opposed to basketball. But, you know, for me, Calvin, when I think about Wilt and I think about him and players like uh, Kareem, you know, when you change the game, when you change rules, that means you're a bad boy. When you when they have to change the, the, the uh, dimensions of the court and they have to make rules to – pretty much uh, make it even for everyone else to compete with you, that says something major. You know, them changing the rules for foul shots and widening the lane and all because of just Wilt's pure dominance. I guess as a player, you know, they said, you know, you will put him on the level of a, like a Shaq, you know. And when I asked my dad and others, like, you know, Wilt, it's like, yeah, he just, he was just inside, man. He, he got the rebounds. I mean, you, if you're putting in 50 and 23 or 30 boards, you know, a game and stuff like that, man, you know, you just, that's something awesome. But this thing about uh, Bill Russell and, you know, that's this debate and they go into it in episode two and we'll save it for that. But, you know, this nemesis of him and Russell and uh, Will Chamberlain being cast as the, the evil one, Goliath versus Russell being cast as David and stuff, you know, I guess in many aspects, man, and I don't know if you would agree with this designation, but to me, 
Bill Russell was kind of like the Draymond Green of his day. How Think so? about that? I'm so, saying in the aspect of because they say in the documentary he wasn't a big scorer. Okay, he was just okay. a guy who did a lot of rebounding, set picks. He kind of like triggered the offense, got people in place to get good shots. Um, he didn't need to put up twenty plus. He just basically really was a tone setter. And I think about Draymond, that's pretty much what Draymond is. Draymond is not giving you anything major offensively. You know, if he gets an opportunity, he tr- you know, he's a good shot to make it. But you're not running your offense through Draymond. But, for you know, but he's triggering the fast break. He's, he's often making the last pass to the scorer. You know, he's shutting down your top um, offensive player. What do, you, what do you think about that? Yeah, so I'll give you that as far as the roles that they play on the team. The only difference mm-hmm. that I'll say is, um, and it's funny you said that because I was uh, about to bring that up too. Um, I, I saw something on Twitter, and it wasn't didn't have anything to do with uh, Goliath, but they were just talking about great NBA players, and someone compared Wilt to Bill Russell, and you know just by public perception with the titles that you're always going to get Bill Russell over top of Wilt Chamberlain in most mm-hmm. people's minds. Um, but someone's like, yeah, it's definitely Wilt because Wilt is averaging more points and uh, about the same amount of rebounds where Bill Russell is averaging under 20 points a game. Well, the mm-hmm. difference I see between Bill Russell and Draymond is, and Bill Russell talked about this. Um, even Will talked about this. Bill did it to satisfy what the team was running. I think Draymond does it because that's all he can do. I think Bill Russell Mm. could have averaged 30 points a game back then, Um, Mm. but he played within the concept of the team to let everybody else, the Bob Cousy's and everybody else shine. Mm. Um, So he did it in the concept where Draymond, I don't, I don't think, Draymond could do it. You know, I don't think Draymond could carry the team, but I think Bill Russell back then could have carried that team. Wow. Okay. And uh, one other thing that we saw in that first um, episode was, you know, they're talking about Wilt being more concerned about stats, that uh, Wilt was a, a stat hole. We know he was a hole in some other aspects as well that we see in the other parts of the uh, documentary. But uh, he was first a hole with the stats. And uh, this is a man that averaged 50 points a game in 1961. And uh, it's a record that will never be touched. Of course, he scored 100 in the game as well. And this is a guy, he had moves, Calvin. I mean, it wasn't just basically he was grabbing stuff off the board and putting it back in. I mean, he had a fadeaway jumper. He the, had some. I moves. didn't know he was, they, they credit him, they're crediting yeah. him with the original fadeaway, I, you yeah. know, that a guy like Kobe. Oh, also man. perfected. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know about perfected, but we're going to talk about Kobe. But yeah, you know, uh, for a guy seven one, a lot of times when we think of big guys, we just think of guys with limited moves. They're basically, I mean, I mean, I guess Kareem was probably the next person who had, you know, he invented the sky hook in the sense of, you know, to combat you know, uh, zones and not being able to dunk and taking that away from him. You know, Wilk could dunk when he played uh, in his era of college basketball. You know, but we think of the Shacks of the world, you know, these just, these big guys who just grab it and just try to rip the rim down. And, you know, these guys had, you know, Wilk had really what amounted to a power and finesse game with this fadeaway as well. And so, 
yeah, a lot of uh, just good gems, but this guy was a great player, kind of misunderstood in some aspects, and we're going to talk about that in the other episodes. I, I really want to, next episode, we'll talk about how he was playing with the Globetrotters, and this is almost akin to, like, Shaq leaving college early to go play with the N1 tour professionally for two years or a year, and so it was almost on that level, and so we're going to get more into that and you know, this debate of if he played on, if Bill Russell played on better, better teams versus Will um, Chamberlain not playing on better teams. That's why um, Russell's teams won more. And so there's a, you know, a big debate about that as well. And so um, first episode, y'all. So if you want to catch up with us, go ahead to Showtime. You can pull it up on uh, Showtime anytime, uh, on demand, and, and watch it and, you know, join in the conversation with so now we want to introduce a new segment of our show to you. It's called Dummy Geekin. Dummy Geekin. And this is uh, some Baltimore language where somebody's just saying something that people think is dumb, that's unpopular. And so the other day, my host, my co-host here, uh, he, um, I, I, let me lay, I'm going to lay the background. Earlier this week, uh, NBA media personality, Joy D'Angela, she interviewed uh, Julius Dr. J. Irving, NBA Hall of Famer and icon, and asked him about his top 10 NBA players of all time. And Dr. J. listed the following players. Russell, Will Chamberlain, Oscar Robertson, Jerry West, Elgin Baylor, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, Michael Jordan, Magic Johnson, Carl Malone, and Nate Archibald. And so it's not a bad list, and it contains players of Dr. J's era that either he probably grew up watching and was inspired by or he played against. And so uh, some people debate taking Carl Malone off the list and maybe putting Tim Duncan there or maybe even Charles Barkley. And most of us of my generation, Calvin generation, we never saw peak Nate Archibald. Um, By the time we really saw Nate Archibald, he was kind of just a role player on the Celtics with the early Larry Bird teams. And so... Um, when you get these top 10 lists, you always get these Laker fans. I don't know which way he is, y'all. But you always get these Laker fans who always want to throw Kobe on a list. They always want to throw Kobe Bryant somewhere in there. And I said that I didn't have any problem with the list. If I was to replace someone, maybe I'd take Malone off and put Barkley there. But, um that Kobe Bryant was overrated. And I'm going to stand by my word that Kobe Bryant was overrated. And I say he's overrated. And I'm not going to pull out a whole bunch of t- statistics, although I did look at him, but, you know, one of our listeners said, let's not get too stat heavy. I'll say this about Kobe, and this is just mostly eye tests and some stuff that I, you know, backed up my eye test. He was a ball hog. Kobe was a ball hog. He purposely ignored teammates to shoot the ball. When, when, the, when the ball went to Kobe, it was like going in a black hole. It never came back out. He was a terrible shooter. When you look at Kobe's shooting percentage, and I was surprised about this, Kobe ranks very low career-wise in terms of his percentage of uh, shooting. He was not a three-point shooter, although it was not really a three-point base game. It was just starting to go there towards that time. He was not the greatest jump shooter. He was like a slash 
and dunk type of guy, get to the rim. He had a pull-up game. He was a post-up guy, but he was not a long-range shooter. But Kobe shot a lot of long-range shots that he did not hit. He was just a he, – he jacked it up. I don't think it was a shot that Kobe did not like that he did not take. Um, I know a lot of us probably think, oh, man, Kobe was a shutdown defender. He wasn't. Kobe was not a shutdown defender. He was not a guy that would shut down your best player. He was just a gunner from the word go. As soon as they opened the gym doors, Kobe was just gunning. And we got to remember this about Kobe. People love him because of how he rehabbed his image after that rape charge in Colorado. We forget Kobe was a snitch before then. Remember what he said about Shaq? I should have did with Shaq, dude. Shaq Shaq pays all his women. And so Kobe was the type of guy, you know, you ever had that friend that come around and you see them and you be like, oh, yo, act like you don't see him. Or, you know, y'all would go out and y'all wouldn't tell him y'all went out and all of a sudden he show up and be like, yo, yo, why didn't y'all tell me y'all was coming? Oh, yo, we forgot. We forgot to let you know what was up. That was Kobe. And so this whole Mamba mentality, all that stuff, I think that's what makes people think Kobe is a top 10. But, you know, I have to give this to LeBron. Although, you know, yes, LeBron did play with um, some super teams, particularly the Heat. LeBron carried the caucus of a Cleveland Cavaliers team with Mo Williams and Zakunas Zakowskis and a couple other people who names you can't remember to an NBA championship series. He's carried a couple teams. That shouldn't have never even sniffed the championship, two championship games, including the Lakers as well. And so, um, but Kobe, you know, Kobe's got his rings playing with some top 50 players. I mean, let's not forget. All right. The second group of players he played with to get those rings with Kyle Casal and uh, Lamar Odom. And he had the greatest coach, arguably the greatest coach that's ever coached a game in Phil Jackson. Okay. So he gets there off of that. And the first three championships, he's playing with Shaq, okay? And also, Phil Jackson's the coach then, too. Oh, wow, how how convenient is that? Most of, All of his rings came with Phil Jackson or a top 50 player. But after that, you know, Kobe's teams were like, Neh. So, Kobe Brown, to me, is overrated. I mean, is he a top 20 player of all time? Yes. But is he at top 10? Nah. Dummy geeking. Calvin, you have any comments? Absolutely. But you know what? Before I do this, <laughs> for those of you, and I forgot to mention this, we're on all the podcast platforms and we're also live on YouTube. Um, if you do listen to us on Spotify, you can see the video. And I just want to make sure y'all see this. And Garland, you see this. And just for those of you that can't see, let me explain it to you as I take the my uh, headphones off. I am removing my Baltimore Orioles cap and putting on my Los Angeles Lakers cap because right now we about to tell you how bad dummy over there is geeking. First of all, <laughs> first of all, I'm I'm a let me just talk to a couple points of yours. Um I'm I'm not sure why you're taking points away from Kobe Bryant, 
for having Phil Jackson as his coach and having the top 50 player with him. Because in your mind, the greatest player in the NBA is Michael Jordan, who also had Phil Jackson as his coach in every championship and Scottie Pippen as a top 50 player. So stop that. Stop that. I don't, I don't even know why you even brought up that point. Because stop that. So they, that, let's take that out of the equation. Let's go to another point that you tried to make, like, oh, LeBron carried this guy and this guy to the championship with him. So you're trying to tell me that Lamar Odom and Paul Gasol on the team are going to make a championship without Kobe Bryant? Bruh, you are tripping, and they are not top 50. Kobe carried those teams to the championship. So let's take that out of the equation. Let's go to another point that you tried to make. It was like, Kobe ain't that great of a defender. I had to look this up just because I thought maybe I was tripping in my knowledge. He was on 12 all-defensive NBA teams. 12 times, sir. 12. 12. A lot of times, people, now nobody, they, nobody saying on those teams. Nobody saying he's a name. nobody saying he's a lockdown defender, but he's a defender. So stop it now, now. Let's go to the hole. He took a lot of shots. His his point average, of course, he did because some of them teams he had to carry. He had to take them shots. <clears throat> Bro, don't don't you find it amazing? No, 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 that, no, no. You had your time. You, you had your time. That Kobe was this great player, and he only won one regular season MVP in his uh, career. No, I don't. I don't. You know, okay. I don't. I don't. I do because I do. when he won the first three championships, he had Shaq with Shaq with him. Oh, like Shaq so you oh, so on my point that he was with Shaq? No, 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 no. What I'm saying to you on that point is. Every great player, especially the one that you like the most, has had a top 50 with him. So that's why I'm saying when you like he had a top 50. So what? They all have done that. They all have done that. LeBron LeBron had Dwayne Wade with him. Now, when LeBron went to back to Cleveland, he had Kyrie, who may not be top 50 now, but at the time, Kyrie was balling. Stop that. The only time LeBron may not have had a top 50 player was when they won the bubble championship, which, again, is the greatest championship that has ever been played. And he and still had Anthony Davis with him. <laughs> so, so, so what I'm saying about the top 50 is you tripping on that one. I'm not tripping on that one. They all have had it with them. And, again, your basketball king, which is mine, Michael Jordan, also had a top 50 player with him and Phil Jackson. Sir, how can you look at Kobe Bryant's career, watching him play just the eye test alone, and say that Kobe Bryant is overrated? Now, here's where you really messed up. You said he's overrated. Then you said, well, if he's is he top 20? Yes. You can't be overrated if you're top 20. You can exactly. only be overrated if you say you're number one, and nobody's saying Kobe's number one. Okay. Being top 10, I don't know how he's not in anybody's top 10 list. Dr. J is tripping on that. I don't know how he's not in anybody's top 10 list. But I'm going to say Dr. J didn't play against Kobe Bean. So maybe he's losing it. But then I'm also taking points away from Dr. J because he got Carl Malone on his list. Carl Malone, Carl Malone. So you're trying to tell me you think that Carl Malone deserves to be on any Bro, top ten list over Kobe Bryant? I said take. I said take Carl Malone off the list. But you I wouldn't put take, Kobe on the list. No, 
I would put LeBron on the list before I put Kobe. This was all retired players, so LeBron is negated. That's why I never made an argument for it, LeBron. Uh, I'm talking about Dr. J's list. LeBron is negated. First of all, all of y'all around. Now, I'm going to get you with another thing. I'll probably put Shaq on there first before. You know what? Shaq, Tim Duncan, um, even Charles Barkley for me are all going to be in front of Karl Malone. But so is Kobe going to be in front of Karl Malone. Now, I'm not going to argue against um, Tiny Archibald because I never actually saw him play. What I will say is... What I will say is, based on everything that I know about basketball, no one has ever ranked Tiny Archibald above Kobe Bryant. Ever. Except Dr. J. Now, let me hit you with something else. Kobe was a snitch. Kobe had a time where we was all like, bruh. As much as we like you, Kobe, you can't be you can't be Don't snitching. Do it around Kobe. You can't be snitching. Even I said that, and I'm a Kobe fan. But what you can't do is hold that against his basketball skill. Is that why you taking him off the list? Because he was a snitch? Because he snitched on Shaq? And by the way, Shaq did it. Shaq did it. Shaq was cheating. We already know he was. Kobe just shouldn't have said nothing about it. You that also Kobe job to go out there and tell the people what Shaq was also doing. tried to say people like Kobe because of his comeback after that whole Denver thing. No, sir. People like Kobe before that. Maybe you started liking Kobe <laughs> after that, but people like Kobe well before that. You're wrong. You're wrong. You're wrong. You're <laughs> wrong. You and Dr. J are wrong. Kobe Bryant deserves to be in everyone's top 10 list of all-time NBA players. Oh, hold you- up. I hear something. Overrated. He is absolutely not overrated. overrated. You know what? We might need to take a poll on this one because Kobe Bryant is absolutely not overrated. And again, you cannot be overrated if you're if, if he's in your top 20. Is he in your top 15? Yes. How can you be overrated? How can you call him overrated if he's in your top 15? So I'm you got I, you got at the most was in response to all these Laker plans, Laker fans that always want to put Kobe in somebody's top five or top ten. Because he should be. But if you got him in your top 15, you only have so we're gonna take away the 10. You only have four more players to get to your top 10. So you only got four more players that you would consider better than Kobe Bryant to, before he can get in your top 10. That doesn't technically that doesn't make him overrated. It does not make him overrated. It makes him. It makes him lower rated. This is this <laughs> this is personally what I think. This is personally what I think. What you think? I personally think you just don't like the Lakers because we know you don't like the Lakers. Oh and my goodness! Kobe has probably shitted on some of your favorite players because clearly you like Carl Malone over Kobe Bryant. Kobe shitted on Malone. Kobe even brought Malone to the team, and Malone well, tried and, to and get with his wife. He tried to do. Malone, Carl Malone tried his to do it to his have been wife. Up in his, he, she should have been up in his face. That little Mexican self. You heard what Carl said. He said, I'm chasing Mexicans. <laughs> Carl Malone tried to do it, tried to do it to his wife, yo. Yo, hold on, hold on. Here's the thing, though. Chasing Mexicans. We already know that that wouldn't have worked for Carl Malone because she was a little older than what Carl Malone liked. <laughs> you know, I. <laughs> she was she was an adult 
So Carl Malone, that ain't his style. He, he would have done the R. Kelly like, how old? I mean, when you say teenager, exactly what is it that you mean? Like, how young? <laughs> I can't believe he said that on TV. <laughs> exactly. That's right, Kobe wife all up in his face talking about what you doing with that with that hat on. He said, I'm out here hunting Max. <laughs> First of all, it's forever fuck Carl Malone. Let's make sure we we get that out there because she knew what she was doing. She was she was dry flirting with Carl. She was dry flirting with the mailman. Why are you up in his face asking him what he doing with his strange hat on? You know he a cowboy. He thinks he a cowboy. <laughs> anyway, what you, back. To, what you doing with that big hat on? Back to the point. What's this segment called again? Cause dummy, you is dummy geeking. geeking. <laughs> dummy, you is geeking. <laughs> Kobe Bryant is not overrated. Kobe, okay. I will okay. give you. I will give you that Kobe is a ball hog. You heard I did not say anything about that. Kobe mm-hmm. is definitely a ball hog. Mm-hmm. He definitely was a ball hog. Um, mm-hmm. I will give you the fact that Kobe snitched. All of that mm-hmm. is all true. Kobe took a lot of shots, so his shooting percentage wasn't mm-hmm. the best. I'm gonna give you all of that. He still is not overrated. You are geeking, tripping, geeking, whatever it is. Kobe Bryant overrated? Kobe Bryant overrated. Overrated. All right, so let's keep on going, y'all. That's our new segment, Dummy Geeking. So that leads us right into you. Come on, yo. So, Calvin, go ahead and start us off with your come on, so yeah, I had a couple different come on yo's and I wasn't sure what wasn't quite sure which way I was going. And I'm gonna take this personal and I actually put it on my social media. So I'm a big online ordering person. Um I do Amazon Prime. I like Amazon. Back in the day I did eBay, you know. Mm-hmm. I got Walmart Plus. I get them to, to deliver me like milk and stuff, you know, for the landlord. They just deliver me milk. It's free because it's Walmart Plus. I get all of that. So I said, let me try this new joint out, this Timu joint, because oh, there was the, uh, what was the the other one that was overseas like Timu? Um, I tried one time and yeah. they were sending the bootleg stuff. Um, I, I can't remember the name of it. The name of that one. But anyway, Probably so I from China. Yeah, I said, let me try this Timu thing. I only order, you know, them uh them little uh tables that you can put on your steering wheel, them little steering wheel tables. Mm-hmm. It's like nine dollars on Amazon, but Timu had it for like four dollars. I said, let me go ahead and order this. Four dollars, mm-hmm. no shipping charges. I was let me see what it is. Why has my shit been clearing customs for the past two and a half weeks? It is still every time I look at laser ship, it says we will get you an update when uh they tell us when it's going to be delivered to us. Clearing customs. Why are you still clearing cut? Then it was only four dollars. They were like, if it doesn't get to you by August the first, we'll give you a five dollar credit. That so was like, oh no. They keep sending me these emails. Oh no. Here's a surprise gift for you. Oh no. We're sorry it's so late. So the last one was, oh no. Your item didn't get to you on time, so here's your five dollar credit. I'm not buying nothing else from you. I don't care what it what it is. I don't want nothing. Why is my shit? It's a, it's a goddamn steering wheel table. What is customs doing? Why is it still clean cut? Come on, yo. Come on, yo. Stay away from Timu, yo. 
Yo, stay away from Timu. Like, I just, seen, I can't do it no more. I've been seeing Timu. They got a nice bucket hat. I've been seeing that they don't do advertise it. it. And I almost. It's probably like 50 Cent, too. Don't do it. Don't do it. By the time you get that bucket hat, JJ will be out of style. They won't even be showing good times no more. It will not be dynamite. When they, when they reboot, they'll reboot good times. <laughs> Come on, yo. Come on, Timu. Get Bro, my shit out of customs, yo. That happened to me during the <laughs> pandemic. I saw something online and ordered it. I didn't realize that the, 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 the country of origin was uh, China. And, bro, that thing took about three months to get to me, man. That's what I'm thinking this is going to be. And I can't, I'm going to look it was up. in custom for the longest time. I can't think of the uh, one place I, um, the place that used to advertise that people used to order from and the stuff would be like 50 cent. I ordered one of them. Um, you know how you get them pens and you hit the, um, your fuse box with it and it lights up to let you know if it's mm-hmm. live what's or not. That, if the wire's live. I ordered one of them and you had to hook it up to the ground. So you had to connect it to the ground and then hit the fuse box. It's only about this far away in most cars. Mm-hmm. Why did the little why they sent me to hook up to the ground was about this? Like, I couldn't even. I was like, how the fuck am I supposed to put this on the ground? Like, I can't even put this on the ground, screw, because the why is only this long. What the fuck? Yeah. Come on, yo. Come on, Timu. Come on, Timu, y'all. Y'all, dummy, y'all geeking. Or women, Timu, that shit coming from China. I'm banging, thinking. That's not funny. Oh this caused an international incident. We definitely team, didn't care. Timu was about to sponsor us. All right, well, there's our Timu uh, deal. Come on, yo. Now, I, I, this social media influencer, his name is Kai Sinat. He is charged with inciting a riot in an unlawful assembly uh, after thousands of people gathered in Union Square in New York City. Or giveaway, and he had uh, he has over four million followers on YouTube and five million on Instagram, and six point five million on Twitch. Uh, he said on Wednesday on Twitch that he would be hosting a huge giveaway uh, Friday in Union Square Park, and that he was going to give away computers, a PlayStation Five, microphones, keyboards, webcams, gaming cards, headphones, and gift cards from a truck in Union Square. And he went there and people lost their mind. It got so crazy that they put out like a, like what it, I guess is a equivalent of a code red that they had to bring in extra police to clear the crowd. Like they had to take the guy away in the van and people were holding on to the van as it was driving away and stuff like that. Yo, um, Let's stop following these social media people. Why would you, in New York City, where they love to shoot people, why would you have your Twitter followers come down to Union Square to get a PlayStation, and then y'all going to get down there and act a monkey? Yeah, these social media influencers and stuff, these people that y'all following and that y'all kind of like are blind for, uh, you better check twice, man, because you're going down there doing some crazy stuff for a PlayStation, for gift cards, for headphones. I mean, you, did you see the crowds on 
Uh, yeah, it was crazy. I did. So, come on, yo. Um, whoever you are, Mr. Influencer, could you be our friend so we can get some people who will watch us and subscribe <laughs> to us? We're not, we're not going to tell people to go to the local sports bar and act up. So, m- maybe you could get some of your people to, you know, talk to us and, and be friends with us. We're not on Twitch, but, you know, we can get there if we need to. Yeah, man, get some of your friends to get with our friends. Right. (laughs) And we can all be friends. (laughs) All be friends. You see the, uh, I think it was the, it was either the police chief or police captain. Did you see him on his interview? He was like, oh, we charging him with inciting a riot. (laughs) We charging him with unlawful assembly. They, he was like, we running down the list of charges. Um, but I th- one of the things that they said was, you know, not only did you not get a permit, but he didn't even notify the police that it was going to happen. Um, and I think and a that lot happened locally here in Baltimore. They had a, a neighborhood party and they didn't get the necessary permit. Yeah, you just the it, police claim they didn't know it was happening. You still have to, um, and no matter how popular you are, you still have to follow the rules. That's that's where. Um, and I think one of these things with these with this social media fame is one of the things that they don't always have are advisors and agents. That's where your advisors and your agents come in and say, hey, before you do this, you got to make sure you have all the proper paperwork um, because they will get you for that kind of stuff. You will get fined for that kind of stuff. Um, if you remember back in the day, it's um, Luke talked about it. We see it in the. Um, documentary about NWA. Um, there are certain things that they could not do on stage. It was part mm-hmm. of the code. And if they violated those things, they got arrested. And at that point, it was just a statement. Now it's not a statement. Now you're just losing money and you, you're possibly facing jail time. So yeah, the, any, if you're out here and you're an influencer, make sure you have the proper people helping you out with these things. You can't just say, hey, I'm going to have this gathering. If you think it's going to be 20 or 30 people, look at your followers. If you got millions of followers, it ain't going to be 20 or 30 people. And if you're giving away stuff for free, no. And he's kind of popular. I've seen him quite a few times on um, some of my TikTok pages and all. He's he's pretty popular dude. Um, Yeah, sir, you you messed this one up. I mean, you can come back from this. You can recover. Fanboys is having an event. Uh, We're meeting at 1313 North Avenue. At midnight tonight. And so if you want to meet us down there, I'm not come on through. I'm not meeting there. I'm not meeting. Maybe do they sell chicken boxes there? I might. You know that's the address to the uh the health clinic. Oh it is? (laughs) Yeah. I didn't know. I don't even want to know how you know. So you know what? This has been another great show (laughs) that fanboys has had. Um hey, the shot when does the shot start? The shot starts tomorrow, doesn't it? Tomorrow. Yes. Shot starts tomorrow, so eventually we're going to um, start broadcasting our episodes of The mm-hmm. Shy. We're not going to do it this week. Um, Garland is preparing his vacation. As he said, he's he's going down to DeSantis land, so he's going to go down there and have a have a ball down there. So Sorry, when he gets people. back, um, we'll start doing the broadcast for The Shy. Um, and we'll probably be taking a break from here for the next couple of weeks while Garland is on vacation. So, sorry, um, you know, you go back to the old episodes and see everywhere where Garland was wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> <laughs> where Garland was wrong. <laughs> but yeah, we'll come th- back with some fresh uh, he, uh, dummy geekins. <laughs> 
and, and also a fresh cut because we talked about how Garland pays about $330 per week for his haircut and I beard I was in the trim. barbershop Friday thinking about last week's episode about <laughs> who takes care of the walk-ins and no one walked in. There was no walk-ins while I was there. That's, that, that, they probably have that or a sign on there that said, no dogs, no walk-ins. <laughs> <laughs> This Chinese connection, no dogs and no Chinese or something. What's going on? Isn't that what they used to have? No, no Irish, no dogs. <laughs> so it's probably on there. But um, mm-hmm. always remember, um, if you're watching us on YouTube, it's live. You can always catch it on YouTube, the rebroadcast. We are on all the social media platforms. And if you are listening to us on Spotify, you can actually see the live version you can see us um as we're recording mm-hmm. it so we definitely appreciate definitely. all the support we will see you all in a couple of weeks um wish garland a safe vacation out there you know need Thank the time you, off and enjoy Pray yourself for me down sir. in florida i'm not taking any <laughs> black consciousness shirts with me i'm just just all the plain t-shirts and you better not take any <laughs> any black publications don't take yeah, no ebony's don't take no, no jets <laughs> no write on magazines how to be an anti-racist <laughs> i'm not taking nothing to read i don't want to see no source magazines none of that shit absolutely no, nothing you you get you'd be good with target beat and highlights you can take yep. them just make sure <laughs> your highlights, highlights <laughs> just make sure your highlights don't tell the kids how uh slaves how the slave trade right. happened <laughs> Make sure your highlights tell kids how the slaves right. learn valuable skills, so when they stop becoming slaves, I'm not, I'm they, can taking, those, right. they can use I'm those. They can use those skills. The rainbow with me, because you know they might they might think I'm down there fighting for some rights. I'm not doing nothing, y'all. <laughs> not, I'm not even taking the rainbow. <laughs> hey, we definitely appreciate you all joining us. <laughs> And we definitely appreciate you all joining us and make sure you join us in a couple weeks from now. Let me hit this outro so Garland can be on his way vacation time. Here I come. Kissimmee.